together. Earth, plant, world, and atmosphere form a single great organism in which water streams like living blood. Every living creature, in the act of bringing forth its visible shape, passes through a liquid phase. Some remain liquid, or almost liquid. Others become more dense. Many microbes reveal in their shapes that at one time they passed through a liquid phase. Some creatures are only slightly solidified and hardly differentiated out of their watery surroundings. Many of them reveal the combination of spherical form and direction of propulsion in their screw-like spiraling shapes, making locomotion possible. They embody and make visible the moving forms of the water itself. You might say that the liquid has expressed itself in the bone of animals to microbes. That was Ted Schwank, 1965. He said that wherever water occurs, it tends to take on a spherical form. It sort of envelopes the earth, enclosing everything in a thin film. A falling drop is almost compelled to take on the shape of a perfectly round sphere. I saw this when John Grunsfield screened his home movies in Baltimore. What's special about John is that he clocked over 800 hours in outer space. At one point, he and his capsule buddies were off-duty, goofing around when NASA wasn't looking. We watched them doing backflips and playing with their breakfast like little kids in the cafeteria, opening their orange juice and letting their drinks just float around. And without gravity distorting their natural shape, the liquid floated like bubbles in perfect little spheres. Another astronaut said if they tried to water plants in space, the water wouldn't drip into the roots, but at best just stick like bubbles to the leaves and stems. Schwenk described the sphere's gravitational pull toward the Earth when he says that a wave in the stream remains at the same spot with new water constantly flowing through it, like a pipe. And this reminded me of something internet pioneer Ted Nelson once described about his first experience with the movement of ideas. He said, It was an experience of water and interconnection. It was with my grandparents in a rowboat in Chicago, so I must have been five years old. I was trailing my hand in the water and I thought about how the water was moving around my fingers and opening on one side and closing around on the other in that changing system of relationships where everything was kind of similar and kind of the same, yet different. The idea that a wave remains in the same spot to Nelson was so difficult to visualize and express and just generalizing that to the entire universe that the world is a system of just an ever-changing system of relationships and structures struck me as a vast truth, which it is. And so in the 1960s, Ted was trying to express a hypertextual world of stories where everyone shared a single document and just little pieces or fragments of ideas were like the rhythmical ebb and flow of brainwaves moving along the keys. 
His imaginary story is a system of laws meandering, and if long passages form slowly at first, they can suddenly move forward at greater speeds. Shorter fragments of text follow with the shortest waves, like the details of white peaks topping the waves coming last of all. One person's ideas flows on another's, whose writing types faster than the story itself, overshooting a crescendo and falling behind, causing a narrative arc to crash and conclude. In this way, a story is perhaps needed by an interplay of hundreds or thousands of small movements. Ted called this interconnected ebb and flow of written ideas Xanadu, after the 18th century poem written in the opioid frenzy of a single night. But even though we use his coined phrase hypertext and hypermedia, his ideas were never fully realized on the internet. Instead, he curses the shallowness of the cut-and-paste phenomena. But in the end, his real contribution to software, the feature he solely designed and coded that everyone in the world probably uses every day, is the back button. Instead of moving forward in the interlacing fragments of thoughts flowing into a large poem of humanity, we can instead go back in time where gravity flows up, where society can say, so sorry about the oil spill, backspace, no pollution, insurrection on the U.S. Capitol, never happened. And when we cut, we don't need to paste or even share. So while Schwenk saw water interconnecting all plants, animals, earth, and atmosphere into a single organism, Ted imagined a grand text as a single collaborative worldwide organism. And expressing that interconnection has been at the center of all my thinking and all my computer work has been about expressing and representing and showing interconnection. I'm on writing, especially. <laughs> <laughs>